Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. And this is the Success in the New Retirement podcast with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. My name is Mark Owens, and it's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors. All the information, you can find it at successinthenewretirement.com. Before we get to it this week, I do have a personal question for you because we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on this show that I had a pipe bust in my basement and the basement completely flooded. Now, luckily, guys, we had the emergency fund that was able to cover some of those expenses, but it had me thinking, in retirement, is it important to also have a separate emergency fund or is that why you build plans to handle situations like that? Well, so one of the things that uh, if someone comes into my office that I'll kind of teach them about money is basically you can usually get two of three categories. So one is growth, one is safety, and one is liquidity. So for example, you could go and take money and you could get, if your focus was growth and safety, you could go and find maybe a, a long-term bond or maybe a CD, a longer CD or even an annuity. And they're gonna provide you growth and they're gonna provide you safety, but they're lacking liquidity, right? And so on the flip side, you could go and buy some stocks. Man, you're gonna get growth and your liquidity, but your safety is suffering. Mm-hmm. And so you know when you're building out a financial plan, you're, you're typically trying to pick investments that get you a components of that. And you don't want too much in one category. Again, you don't want too much growth and not enough safety. You don't want too much safety and growth without the liquidity. Again, you have to have balance. And so when it comes to some of these what ifs that come along in life and in retirement, you know, we all know that at some point, you know, we are going to have some repairs on the house or the car is going to break down or this or that is going to happen. We're going to have a medical situation or a family issue that we're going to need some cash. Again, if you've built a plan that doesn't provide for liquidity, you've got some serious problems that are going to be hard to overcome. They're going to cause you some problems as far as how you're going to get that money, what penalties you might pay, whatever might happen. Well, on the same side, if you if you focus 100% and put all your money in the stock market and we have a crash in the market, well, now you're exposed to, you know, the lack of safety that you have there. And so as we talk about with life, with, you know, your diet, with, you know, your investments, you've got to have some balance. And what we find too often is people come into our office and again, they've never been really taught that concept. And so when they're, when you're looking at how their buckets are set up, Mm -hmm. a lot of times they're out of balance and they're wondering why their portfolio is not performing, or they're wondering why they're stressed out, or they're wondering why, man, when these things come up, I'm not prepared. I don't have the money available. And you've got to figure out how to get that balance put in place because once you do that, then they have confidence as they go through retirement. They know, hey, if I have a what if moment, I've got a plan. Mm-hmm. If I live till I'm 100, I've got a plan. If I, you know, if the market does really well, am I going to be taking advantage of that growth? Is if inflation goes through the roof, do I have a plan for how I'm going to get greater growth? I've got a plan, and it's really just figuring out that balance, make sure it's set up right, and adjusting as life throws you those little curveballs. Yeah, I think everybody knows. I was teaching a, a college course um, the other night, and we got talking about diversification and, you know, and I said, you know, why don't we put all our eggs in one basket? And every single person, you know, raised their hand and they could answer that question. But, you know, then we started talking about diversification across the different buckets of money that you have, you know, having diversification, not only in your portfolios, but in how you're going to use the money is, is some of your buckets set up for your monthly income, some of it for growth. And like, like you're saying, where in your plan have you built in for to have a, a an emergency fund that's going to take care of the things in your life that don't happen? But when you create a, a plan up front and then as life happens, you're going to be tweaking it, right? Because you have a pipe burst or we had a client uh, pass away recently from West Nile virus mm-hmm. and he was 67 years old. And we're thinking, what? 
you know, and, and his, his wife is like, oh, my gosh. And, and so we had to sit down and tweak the plan. But, you know, what was interesting is because we already had a plan in place, it wasn't full on panic. Right. It's like, OK, let's revisit where we're at and we have to pivot a little bit. But think about if this client sitting down, you know, it, it was coming in at that point and saying, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I have no plan. And all of a sudden my whole world has changed. Right. This isn't I mean, that's much more deep than a pipe burst. But at the same time, when you have a good plan already in place, when the things happen, whether it's a pipe burst or a spouse die, you're going to be so much better off because you've got some diversification built in and how you're using your money. You don't have a lack of liquidity like Matt was talking about. And that happens by having a good advisor who really understands uh, retirement in general and who's also, you know, a fiduciary, mm -hmm. um, someone that is, that by law has to put your needs ahead of their own and create a, a plan that that is is diversified and that's going to work well. You know, and, and the reason I bring that up is I had another person who called this week after having heard us on the radio and she called in and she had 90 percent of her entire assets in annuities. And, you know, while that was a good company, it was not a bad annuity. She didn't have any liquidity. And if she had a pipe burst, she literally could not access more than $15,000 at a time without penalty. Mm -hmm. And she just, you know, when I started talking to her about that, she's like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. I had met with someone who said that these are safe and they're great and everything else. But there's never a situation where you want to put everything in one basket or and you've got to have tax diversification. You have to diversification how you're using your money and then also across asset classes and all those things. And it can get fairly complicated. But if you build it into a good plan, you're going to have a lot more options when the time comes that you've got to make some decisions because something happened in your life. You know, there was a good story that came out from Northwestern Mutual that talked about more than 70% of adults said that their financial planning needs some improvement, while less than 30% get help from an advisor. So they talk about the seven mistakes that people make when they choose an advisor. And I want to go through a couple of these and get your take on it. And one of the biggest mistakes that people make is hiring an advisor who's not a fiduciary. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, everybody who's working with money has a fiduciary responsibility, meaning they've got to try to do well by you. But um, there are certain licenses, a uh, series 65 that basically by law means that you are a fiduciary and you have to put the needs of your clients ahead of your own. Whereas, you know, if I uh, if I go work for a, a big, you know, whether it's a fidelity or Wells Fargo Advisors or somebody like that, um, I'm held to a different standard. And that's a suitability standard where I just have to say, you know, this is suitable for my client based on their risk, risk tolerance. But how much this particular investment costs versus another one really is irrelevant. And, and there's they're not going to be checking that the powers that be that come in and govern different advisors when they when they come and look at a fiduciary, they're looking to see, are we truly putting the best needs of the client ahead of their own and looking at are there other investments that are performing better with less cost or, you know, all of those things. And, you know, thinking about it, you're like, well, why wouldn't everyone mm -hmm. be that way? Well, I don't think people realize how big of a deal that is. So I had a client that came in, they had an Edward Jones statement and I pulled up their account and we were looking through their different investments and every single one of their accounts was invested in a class A mutual fund. And I said, you realize what, good, right? right? Class A, right? And so I said, well, you realize what this means. And they're like, no, not really. And I was like, well, when you bought this fund, they automatically took 5.75% as a commission and stuck it in their own pocket. Mm -hmm. And you were left with what was left over. And they're like, what? 
and they didn't realize what was happening, right? As a fiduciary, that's, you know, we're not, we don't use those class A mutual funds because that's not in your client's best interest. Because if I take five 5.75% off of someone's investment right off the top, not only is that a massive fee, but number two is now they cannot get growth on any of that money that I just took a chunk off right at the very beginning of their investment. It's going to hurt the performance from then on. And so again, if you realize what that means, you go put $100,000 into an account. Again, you look at your retirement account, you got two, three, four, $500,000 in a 401k, and you go and throw them in some sort of a class A mutual fund. You're talking about five, 10, 15, $30,000 in commissions and fees and charges right off the top. That is your money. How long did that take you to save? I mean, you can put $26,000 or so into a 401k each year and boom, you go and put it in an investment and they take all of your last year's contributions mm -hmm. as their commission. That is ridiculous. And again, people don't realize how they're getting charged, what kind of fees they're paying. And so they've got to wake up. You've got to realize I need to be working with a fiduciary where I'm not getting gouged with these fees because it will make a big difference in how much money you have for your retirement. That's your money as opposed to paying for somebody else's car payment or house payment. One more that I wanted to pick your brain on, and that's hiring the first advisor they meet. And you say often look around. Interview a couple of them before you make your final decision. That's very important. Well, I mean, everybody has different personalities and, and you're going to work well with, with different people, but you're also going to be able to evaluate a couple of different options, right? And see what's going to be the best value for you. Um, often we're doing classes, whether it's at a library or a college course or something like that. And we're talking to people about how to evaluate, looking at the value proposition and mm -hmm. not just looking at returns. Right. People always say, well, let's look at this guy's giving me an 8% return and this guy's going to give me 9%. So the 9% is better, right? Well, is that net of fees? Um, how much, how much are you going to pay in taxes on that? How much risk are you going to take? Because if I can get an 8% return and take a fourth of the risk of the one that's going to give me 9% return, um, on average, but I'm taking a lot more risk, is that really what I want? Right. And then, and then also looking at, the fees, right? Mm -hmm. We just we just talked about that. How much are you paying in fees? And so are you really going to get that return? And looking at all those different as aspects allows you to be able to say, okay, here's, here's really what the best option for me is. But without those options, you're, you're kind of shooting in the dark a little bit. Right. You know, I had a client that was at a workshop of ours and they came in and again, they said, Hey, I'm, I'm getting ready to retire. I got this pension that I have to choose what I'm going to do for a lump sum. So came to your class to get educated, but I'm, I'm planning on meeting with two or three different other advisors. And I said, great, you know, I think you should get educated. I think you should find out what other people offer. And so we went through the process with us. And again, our process is designed to pull back the layers, to do the full analysis, to understand what you currently have, what you're paying in fees, what kind of risk you have. And then obviously now we see the issues now they're apparent to you as well. And now we talk about the potential solutions. And so we went through that whole process and he went away and I said, you know, go talk to those other advisors and then get back to me. Mm -hmm. And when he came back, he said, you're not gonna believe this. He said, I went to one guy and we did nothing as far as looking and talking about what my existing investments were all about. He didn't do any analysis. He didn't check out any of the other stuff. He immediately went into the sales pitch that he had 
And he said, what was crazy is that he, the majority of the f funds that he was suggesting, he was recommending that I put all of my money into a couple of different annuities. Hmm. And, and so he was kind of taken back that this person immediately was suggesting solutions before he really even understood what I had, what kind of investments I had, what, what, what I was all about. And then he went to another person. He said, you know what? As I was looking at their stuff, they kind of went through a similar analysis that, that you guys did. They went through those things. But I realized when they were making their suggestions that a lot of stuff was being suggested to go into different mutual funds and REITs and other things that as I asked questions, because I finally knew what questions to ask, I could ask about the fees, I could ask about the commissions, I could ask about the different things. He said, I realized that this person wasn't even a fiduciary. And I was able to ask that question. I was able to kind of see that, that their recommendations had a lot of commissions and charges and fees built into what they were, they were suggesting. And so he said, I'm back and I'm ready to execute the plan that we talked about and move forward with things. And so it was great for him to go through that learning process and see how other people did. Now, I promise there's other advisors that are fiduciaries out there that are going to be, you know, putting their clients best interest. And so you might find, you know, a couple people like us that, that you can kind of compare things and, and they're very similar in their process and way they're approaching things. And you have to make a decision and based on personality or philosophy or just how comfortable you feel with that advisor. But Damon and I aren't scared to have a client go and, and talk to their former broker and mm -hmm. ask some questions or go, you know, shop to between two or three people because we know that the process that we're going through is in the client's best interest. And if they, if they're going through that process and they're understanding what other people are doing, they're going to come back to us and they're going to say, Hey, appreciate your honesty, appreciate what you're doing. Let's, let's put together a plan. And so again, at the end of the day, you need someone that's putting your, your interests ahead of theirs, that you're there looking at all of the aspects, the taxes, the, the fees, the risk, the returns, all of those things, because that is what's going to lead you with the most amount of opportunity for success. That's what's going to lead for with the most amount of money that you can be spending in retirement and understanding that and teaching you what you need to be thinking about as you approach these really critical decisions. And so it's a really critical time. It's an important time. You should take the time. I mean, there again, people sometimes get busy and like, ah, oh, I just got to make a decision or I got to do this. You need to take the time and figure out who you're going to work with, because that is going to be how you're going to get through the next 20, 30, 40 years of your life mm -hmm. and how those assets are going to perform and do that is really important. Thanks for listening. Want more from Damon and Matt? Check out successinthenewretirement.com. And while you're there, drop us an email with your questions. Investment advisory services offered through Acute Investment Advisory, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through its affiliated company, Acute Wealth Advisors, LLC. Tax and or legal advice is not offered by either company or their affiliated companies. Consult with your tax and legal professionals for guidance on tax or legal matters. The information presented should not be viewed as personalized investment advice. All expressions of opinion are subject to change. We are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.